As I know, our man, George Bryan III, loves to get out there and tee it up in some form or fashion every day. Not even GB3 could have been outside playing golf on this day in South Carolina. Let's find out the truth to that statement as we welcome George Bryan III into Sports Talk, another edition of Birdies, Bogies, and Biceps, brought to you by Tsunami Bar Sports and Fitness. Good evening, sir. Oh, good evening, and oh, you're right. Great day for indoor golf, and and uh, I tell you what, at least you can. And there's some great technology with the Sims. My son, son-in-law, William Rainey, is in town, and and <laughs> Phil, it's funny. Uh, just not even two years ago, I was trying to get Wesley interested in getting an indoor simulator so he could he got room enough in his garage and oh he was not in favor and now hmm. we've had the kind of winter and weather that's driving a lot of people indoors and you can and that sim golf can be fun so rain or shine well installed a simulator in wesley's garage today so i think it's hilarious that's fantastic <laughs> and you know george in today's world where there's gambling on everything i gotta believe you know folks get together with the simulators they got a little something riding on this swing that swing this hole that hole add a little something extra to it oh and you know it's it's close quarters it's a little bit uh different than outdoor golf and that you know the uh the culture, the atmosphere is close. In golf, one hole, you can beat five, six acres, folks all over the place. But in sim golf, it's tight. And, you know, there's uh, there's definitely some sparring going on. You can feel the energy. And, and there is a, the chance to express the competitive spirit. And, yes, you're right. There, there are marbles exchanged. <laughs> well, and, and there is. Keep on going. No, I was going to just say, didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just going to say that I had a chance to see uh, Wesley at Harbortown on uh, Monday. We had the, the media sponsor uh, golf outing. Uh, that was a uh, fantastic event, the way they did it this time around. They let us play our own ball. There was not captain's choice or anything like that. Everybody played their own ball. We had a caddy, a four caddy with us, which was awesome. And then... They had stationed at one hole three top junior golfers from Hilton Head Prep. Uh, one, a young lady, is going to Notre Dame. The other, a young man, is going to Maryland. And the third is too young to be going anywhere except the high school yet, but he obviously has a, a future. And then um, we had Wesley parked at number 17, and he was hitting shots to the par 317 to see what if we could beat him. You know, which I think on our particular run through there, he wasn't real pleased with his shot. And uh, he kind of had a little extracurricular action there with his golf club after that particular swing, if you know what I so mean. So are you telling me, are you telling me he didn't hold his follow through? <laughs> well, let's just say that his, his club action ended up with, uh, you know, to the left, you know, instead of 
straight up in the air. The club ended up a few yards to the left after he after he took his shot. But you know, by the time we got there, we were one of the last groups through. I'm sure he was pretty tired and pretty bored with the whole deal. Well, he didn't. He, I don't know. I don't think that was it. I think you experienced Wesley getting beat up pretty good by a golf hole, mm-hmm. and I did talk to him about it, and he said, "Dad." It was the worst win, the yeah. worst shot, the hardest flag placement, and I was awful. What can I say? And I was awful for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. And it did not. It did not get any better. It was. It was uh, great to see him. You know, just for that brief little moment, there it was great to see him, and uh, we had a good time going through there. And I tell you, the those junior golfers, uh, I can't think of their names. I don't know if you know them from Hilton Head Christian, one's going to Maryland, the female's going to Notre Dame. Um, She won, the young lady, she won the the Heritage Junior, I guess it is, the the Heritage Junior event. She she was a winner of that. Uh, And just beautiful swings. Both of these, all three of these kids, man, they just had the most perfect, fluid, smooth swings you could ever dream for. Well, I tell you, we that for a long, long time, and we started talking about it late, early '90s for sure. Uh, South Carolina has has been a seedbed for the greatest uh, male and female golfers in the world, and it's kind of fun. We look on the leaderboard this week on the PGA Tour side, and there you have it again. We have it's not necessarily uh, I can't say. Uh, oh my gosh. Drawing a blank, our guy. Um, well, well, you got out the Walford and Andrew. Pro- Andrew uh, Novak. Novak. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily a South Carolina uh, junior SCG. Yeah, well, I, Walford, a Walford grad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's right there again, and I think Carson Young's playing well, right in the top ten. Uh, and incidentally, that uh, or I don't know if Carson ended up staying in the top ten, but. Uh, Let me give you the leaderboard while you're talking about it. I'll give you the leaderboard. Here's here's what we've got. As far as the top of the leaderboard, it's Bud Cawley, uh, 65. He's 11 under. Austin Eckrote, a 67, 10 under. Garrick, uh, help me with the name, Higo? Higo? Garrick Higo? Higo. 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 A, a lefty. All right. A lefty. 65. He's 10 under. Kevin Yu, 67. He's 9 under. Victor Perez, a 66, 9-under. That's very top. And then you've got Novak, 65-69. He's been playing some great golf uh, in, in January, February, and now starting March, 8-under. And Rory McIlroy, pair of 67s, he's 8-under. Uh, Ricky Fowler, 67 today, he's 4-under. Lucas Glover, 71, minus 3. Carson Young, 71, minus 3. Ben Martin, 71, Minus one, Matt Neesmith, 67-75. He's even. Kevin Kisner's in this one, not playing well. Well, he played better today. 77 and a 70 puts him at plus five. And the cut is going to be at minus two. Speaking of, so we have Steve Wilmot on with us Monday night talking about the upcoming RBC Heritage presented by Boeing and I don't know how familiar you are with everything going on. You know, it's one of those select events that the uh, the PGA now has where they raise the the bounty. They've got $20 million purse. 
They cut the field. Last year they had 150. This year they're going to have about like 80. It's going to be a small field. They will tee off regularly. They won't have double tees to start the tournament, which would be kind of cool. Everybody will start on number one, and they'll go from there. And and no cut. So um, what do you make of what they're, they're doing at the RBC Heritage and the fact that the PGA thinks so much of it, they've made it one of those signature events? You know, I, uh, they're mixing it up, and I definitely applaud the idea of making a change. It, it One of the things about no cut, uh, it breaks away from tradition that the live tour obviously is a no cut tour and uh, everybody has uh, their ideas. I, I, one of those old school, if it works really good, keep it going the same way. And I thought Harbortown was just one of the, the way it was run, the more the merrier. So I like big fields. I like the cut idea. Now go talk to those guys in the top 80 in the world that play in the event. <laughs> they love no cut. Yeah. Uh, go talk to the ones that are outside that bubble, see what they think about it. And I thought the game of golf was predicated on perform first and get paid later, but that's about to change. And I guess my mentality, my attitude's got to change right along with it. Uh, we can insulate and hold on to our uh, tradition inside, but I guess we have to accept how cool things can be and, all I want to know is I just want to be able to pronounce the names on the leaderboard and at least have some background of who they are. Mm-hmm. Just look at the last few weeks. And I mean, I hadn't even be honest. I've tried to watch it and I just hadn't been able to. So I've got to learn. I got to relearn how to do that. That's kind of sad. Well, there's a lot uh, of, a lot of new names. No question about it. A lot of new names. Let's um, let's check in on some college golf. We've got one tournament ongoing involving a state team right now, and that is the Gators Invitational at the University of Florida. Speaking of Gators, man, as I was going along through the course there at Harbortown, over near a couple of those ponds, oh, yeah, there were Gators sleeping right there on the edge. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm I'm 20 yards away, and I got the chills. I'm like, you know, how fast can that thing wake up and run over here and and eat me, you know. Uh, that was pr- pretty cool. The other thing that was cool that we did that they had set up was on 18, and they put down some artificial turf there so we could all hit off of it, and we were 182 yards out. You know where I'm going with this? 82 yards, so. 182, and they wanted to reenact the shot by last year's winner on the third playoff hole. And he hit it to within like 22 inches or something. He hit it really tight from 182. And, you know, they wanted to, they gave us a chance to see how close we could come. Of course, I, I put a tee in the, in, the, in the dirt and tried to hit driver off of it. No, I'm kidding. I should have. But uh, that's pretty challenging. He was, stri- he was straight downwind and hit a nine iron, I think. So, yeah, something like that. That's a little different. I'm guessing y'all were not straight downwind. Um, there wasn't very much wind at all, to be quite honest with you, this particular afternoon. It was calm, at least on 18. I know what you're talking about with uh, with with Wesley on 17 playing into the sound. I don't think we had that much. Of course, what do we know? What, yeah, 
wind. How can you affect my shot with wind? You know, it's hard to get wind oh, that low right. to the ground. Yeah. Wind doesn't blow that low to the ground. So, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really. All right, we got the Gators Invitational, and uh, they've had darkness suspend the first round. So, right now, Arizona is your leader at nine under. They're through uh, holes. Uh, they're on eleven through thirteen, and Clemson is second at plus three. Uh, 11 through 13 they've played, and uh, Florida is next at plus six. So uh, the Clemson team off to a to a pretty good start out there. Let's see who's got their best score so far. Their best score looks like a um, looks like a a minus minus three by Chloe Holder. At this point, looks like she's three under. She's got the best score so far. So Clemson women are playing. The Clemson men begin a tournament on Monday, and South Carolina men and women, they're off for spring break. So Clemson women and men will be in action here the next few days. But Clemson women in good shape here after the uh, – or in this first round. Hey, I'm glad you bring up the topic of uh, women's college golf. I've been trying to re-educate myself and had the privilege yesterday uh, – Pauline Rusin Bruchard mm. has recently just moved back to South Carolina, specifically Columbia, and uh, watched her play yesterday at Selena Golf Club. And Phil, I got to tell you, uh, I'm watching this swing, this silhouette. Not she's playing with uh, Corn Ferry, two Corn Ferry Tour players and two PGA Tour players, and I mean it is. I can't tell the difference. There are five of them playing together, and I can't tell the difference in mm. who's who. She absolutely annihilates that golf ball, and she just finished second last week in Morocco on the European Women's Tour. Uh, really cool. I didn't have a chance to talk and catch up in detail, but it will be fun as we move deeper into the spring golf season we know we got got golf teams in the state to keep up with and and uh call her poe she pauline is what it's easier uh you say that say her name three times in a row beautiful name french yeah. name pauline russin bruchard and uh, she's on one of those teams that were ranked number one and and did not get it done back uh, a couple years ago and i'm i'm optimistic that those Lady Gamecocks will be in position to get it done this spring. So it'll be fun to fun to keep up with. And uh, I do think that as we move in a different era of professional golf, at least what I've watched with the telecast, the college golf is getting better. They're mm-hmm. making some strides in how they cover college golf on TV, which mm-hmm. what a what a blessing and a fresh. Uh, surprise! I hadn't watched much college golf the last few years, but the last few months I've checked in there. It looks good. And then we got a couple of ladies tours, and I did understand the live tour was was actually uh, making a bid to maybe start women's golf. But Pauline, at least yesterday, said that was in neutral, and she didn't know anything much about it other than she didn't think it would happen in the near future. Hmm. Uh, not sure if that's good or bad, but. I, I, I'll tell you right now, with all that was going on, there seemed to be some news with a new player 
has resurfaced after years. Anthony Kim, uh, you know, he's, he went to the lift, lift tour and not sure how he fared this week. Can't imagine him playing very well. He's been out for so long. But uh, now we have all kind of – I think it's, it's spread out. There's more variety. Uh, definitely network – Network TV and radio has a brand new frontier to surf and try to dominate. And I tell you right now, our major networks need it. They need to do something different, and they need to do it quick mm. because it's tough for me to watch. I'm tough. All right, now but you, it does. You you mentioned the live, so <clears throat> you guilted me into uh, looking up their leaderboard. They've got an event. And this is a very common golf event, the King Abdullah Economic City is the name of the event. Okay. <laughs> the King Abdullah Economic City. I mean, that's the name of it. Um, so, and they have a funky, you know, a funky scoreboard here because they got teams and they got all this kind of stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the players. So, individually, the uh, leader at 8-under, well, we got two leaders, uh, Adrian Moronk is 8-under, and John Rahm is at 8-under. And then you've got Carl Schwartzel and Bryson DeChambeau and Joaquin Neiman. Boy, it hurts me to say these names over here. We should be talking about them over there. I'm sorry. Anyway, they're seven under. Louis Oosthuizen is six under. I mean, I know more of these names than I know over there. Timothy Hatton is five under. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mickelson is five under. Dustin Johnson is four under. Garcia's three under. Um, Kamer, Kimer is one under. Kepka, Kepka's playing. He's one under. So, anyway, there you go. That's that. Oh, Kim, you mentioned Kim. Uh, yeah, he's last at uh, six over. But, George, there's so many more familiar names over here, pretty much. Well, not sure how uh, TV is. I'm not sure if they'll end up on TV, but. The new platforms coming out. We talked about the social media, uh, YouTube. Not sure what live is going to end up where they'll land, but there are some. My guess is they have a plan, and uh, my guess also is it'll be very entertaining. And right this minute, I'm a traditionalist. I still love to turn the TV on. I know I've seen been to the Honda course down at. Uh, Oh, goodness, and uh, Jupiter. and So I've, I've been there, seen it, and then I can watch it on TV. That, the, the the visual is great there. Well, if you and, if you want to watch the round, second round of this, um, is the name of the tournament Watch, watch Jedi, J-E-D-D-A-H, Watch Jedi? Anyway, uh, they tee off at 11.15 local time or 3.15 Eastern time in the morning, three fifteen this morning, <laughs> three fifteen this morning on the CW or Live Golf Plus or YouTube. That's where you can find them. The CW, Live Golf Plus or YouTube. My guess is uh, I won't be really waking up to watch any of that just yet, but it could be on the on the horizon to maybe record it and watch it later. Mm-hmm. I, I am a. Uh, for somebody like Rom to go to it and all the other names you mentioned, uh, things are building. I'm not sure 
it'll be fun to see how it unfolds. But there's a lot of variety, a lot of ways to keep up with it, all the technology. And then, hey, here's what I still like. You can watch it and get bored with it. Hey, now go tee it up yourself. Go find you a golf course. There's plenty of golf courses all around South Carolina. And just go play yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, most up, of them are underwater. Most of them are underwater today. Now, how's your new course? we got about 40 seconds. So your new course that you guys are building, how does it drain? How does it hold up under a day like today, a, del- a deluge like today? Hey, not only is Selena Golf Club, or it'll, it's holding up great, uh, great drainage. Uh, it'll be ready to go when, when the rain stops. Uh, not good, but great. And then the scramble course right there on 720 Chris Drive where – that game's getting – it's heating up there. Uh, Mike Ramsey has figured out how to make sure that one drains good. We'll have some programming to announce there. And and uh, not just fitness, but fun fitness. We also have sim simulators that we offer. And more on that later. Okay. Hey, once again, on a Friday night, hey, good, have yourself a great weekend. It's been a privilege and a pleasure. Tee them high, but shoot them low, Phil. Thank you. GB3, Birdies, Bogies, Biceps, with us here on Sports Talk. Follow us all weekend long. We'll be at the basketball game at USC tomorrow. Of course, the baseball games over the weekend. We'll have the Clemson basketball game, the USC women's basketball game covered for you as well. Thanks to Smitty. Thank you, Josh Cohen. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you Monday night.